It's TechBiter Worldwide with Bill Flynn. The latest on programs and policies, helpful hints, and a bit of occasional nonsense, all in more or less plain English. Podcast number 863 for the 5th of January, 2024. This week, Microsoft's new PC Manager takes the place of some other utilities such as CCleaner and offers quick, easy access to built-in Windows functions that are often several layers deep in settings or in the control panel. In short circuits, if you've ever wished you could unsend an email because you forgot to add an attachment or make an important point, send later will save the day, but only if you use Thunderbird. Stardock's Sound Packager makes it easy to add, change, or delete sounds that Windows plays to notify users of specific events, and it costs just $5. Perhaps you've used CCleaner, which was once a nearly indispensable utility, but no longer seems to be held in high regard. Infected versions were distributed in 2017 and 2019, and the developers sold the application to Piriform, which was then acquired by Avast, then gobbled up by Norton LifeLock. As a result, CCleaner is used to promote the organization's other applications. I stopped using CCleaner several years ago and switched to the open-source BleachBit, CCleaner claims to clean the computer's registry. BleachBit does not. Its sole purpose is removing unneeded files, cookies, cache data, crash reports, history, and other such junk. Cleaning the registry can be hazardous and may cause problems instead of resolving them. The free version of the Wise Registry Cleaner is a good choice if you really want to use one. There is a pro version, but it's needed only if the computer has multiple users and the primary user wants to clean the registry entries for all users, or if you want to enable the auto-clean function. Two actions are essential when using a registry cleaner. First, either create a system restore point or back up the full registry. Second, resist the urge to accept all of the application's suggestions after running the scan function. Examine the recommendations and proceed with caution. After running a registry cleaner, it's a good idea to restart the computer and confirm proper operation so that any problematic changes can be reversed. Microsoft doesn't yet offer a registry cleaner, probably never will, but its new PC manager does seek out needless files and delete them. It's easy enough to write a small batch file or a command file or even a PowerShell file that will delete temp files and easily identified junk. But PC Manager offers several other useful functions. It's free from the Microsoft Store, and I think it's a handy addition to Microsoft's Power Toys. After installing PC Manager from the Microsoft Store, you can set it to run when Windows starts so it'll be available in the notification area. If you choose not to use the store, be sure the download comes from a legitimate Microsoft source. As is true with many utilities, PC Manager doesn't add new features. Instead, it makes them more easily accessible. Routine operations such as cleaning, scanning, or decluttering are all available from the Start menu, the Control Panel, or Settings, but you have to remember where they are and how to get to them. 
When you need to know which applications are running or which applications start with Windows, you can find both of those options in the Task Manager after pressing Ctrl-Alt-Delete and then choosing the Task Manager option, or by using Ctrl-Shift-Escape. Startup Apps is a component of the Task Manager. PC Manager puts all of those functions and more on the App Management tab. Choose Process Management to see all running processes. Each application has an End button to terminate the process. The Startup Apps option shows the apps that start with Windows and allows the user to toggle individual apps on or off. Startup Delayer offers more capabilities, but the PC Manager feature is sufficient unless you need to delay a startup app instead of enabling or disabling it. Manage Apps opens the Installed Apps function in Settings, where users can uninstall apps they no longer need. There's also an option here that opens the Microsoft Store. The Home tab offers a quick look at how much memory is being consumed and how much disk space is used by temporary files. Health Check looks for files that are needlessly consuming disk space and offers another way to disable files that run at startup. One annoyance is present here. Microsoft pushes the Edge browser, and there's no way to turn that off. A System Protection tab has links to Windows Update and shows when an update is waiting. Default Browser Settings is a bit misleading in that it takes the user to Default Apps, where default apps can be selected for each file type, not just browsers. The Repair Taskbar function will restore settings that Microsoft would like you to have. In my case, it wants to restore the search bar, which I don't want. Now keep in mind you should always use any repair functions provided by Microsoft with care. At least this does explain what it will do and offers to let the user decline. A pop-up blocker can be enabled to prevent pop-up windows when you're using apps. That's pretty clever. When you enable the feature, a list of apps that feature pop-ups is displayed. You can then enable or disable pop-ups in those apps individually. Once this option is enabled, the screen will report how many pop-ups have been blocked in the past 30 days. The Toolbox tab can be used to grab a screenshot, view the screenshot folder, or launch the sound recorder, the improved notepad, or calculator. It's also used to push Microsoft's Edge browser, Bing search engine, and MSN. PC Manager is available for Windows 11 and later versions of Windows 10. Overall, I'd rate PC Manager as worthwhile. It consumes little memory, doesn't extend startup time, and serves as a single source for some very useful functions. And what about registry cleaners? Well, Microsoft PC Manager doesn't include a registry cleaner. Neither does BleachBit, as I mentioned at the outset. Microsoft did once offer RegClean that was discontinued when XP was released. Windows Live One Care included a registry cleaner feature. That was also discontinued. The registry was virtualized starting with Vista, and it suffers less from bloat. Applications are not allowed to write to system folders now or to make changes in the registry's machine-wide keys. As a result, Microsoft does not support using registry cleaners in Windows. I would consider that to be definitive. If you find these podcasts useful, and I hope you do, might you consider a donation there are no ads here, and support from listeners is the sole source of income. 
It's easy. Just visit the website and click the Donate button near the top of any page. You can make a one-time donation or schedule a repeating donation every month. I thank you. And so does the cat. In short circuits, l'esprit d'escalier, and pardon my terrible French pronunciation. That's a French term, literally translates to the spirit of the staircase, or the wit of the staircase, and it means the perfect reply a little too late. In other words, something you thought of on the stairs instead of when you needed it, or the perfect repartee that you thought of while on the way home. Perhaps you have encountered this problem with email. There is an easy solution, at least if you use Thunderbird. This is something that used to be an embarrassment for me. I've sent emails without promised attachments or omitted the most important point in the message. And when did all of this occur to me? Well, of course, less than a second after I pressed the send button. Outlook users do have the ability to recall sent messages, but only within the corporate network and only if the recipient hasn't yet opened it. Gmail gives users a very brief period during which they can unsend a message. There is no general solution to this problem. Well, actually, there is a general solution to the problem. It's called paying attention, but that seems to be something many of us have trouble with. So maybe we need a safety net, and that is precisely what the Send Later extension for Thunderbird offers. But Thunderbird has some built-in features that help. If any form of the word attach is in the message, and the message has no attachments, Thunderbird will require that you either provide an attachment or declare that you do not want to attach a file. So that takes care of what's probably the largest cause of email embarrassments. But what about those times when you realize that you've spelled the recipient's name wrong, or that you forgot to correct a particularly egregious typing error? or you didn't address the writer's primary concern, or you neglected to explain the final bullet point in your message. These are the times when you wish you could call back your message and fix it. Allowing you to do just that is arguably the most important reason to use Send Later, but it's not the only reason. And you really don't call the message back. You just simply haven't quite sent it yet. I have set Send Later to wait two minutes before handing one of my messages off to the SMTP server. That's long enough for me to realize that I've forgotten to include important information or to spot a typo. And why is it that we always spot that typo two seconds after pressing send? Anyway, a reasonable question here might be why I fail to review an outbound message before sending it. That is a good question. I have no rational answer. With Send Later, I have two minutes to decide if I'd like to fix a stupid mistake, clarify a point, or add information that I neglected to include. I could choose a longer or shorter time, but two minutes seems to work reasonably well for me. There are other default options to delay the message for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, or two hours. But what if I am responding to an emergency message and every second counts? No problem. Instead of using the Send button, I can simply choose Send Later and click Send Now. Users can also tell Send Now to schedule a message to be sent at any future time. Transmitting messages in the past has been unsuccessful so far. And yeah, that's a 
pretty weak attempt at humor. But if you have written something that you want to send a day or two or a month or two later, you can specify the message for transmission on a specific date. Thunderbird and Send Later will issue a warning if you quit the application while pending messages are still in the queue. There are a couple of possibilities here. If it's 6 p.m. and you have a message scheduled for transmission at 7 p.m., you'll want to send the message right now or stay logged in until the message has been sent. If the message is scheduled for transmission the next day or three months in the future, you just log out normally. SendLater is a Thunderbird extension, so don't look for it in other email applications. If you are a Thunderbird user, you'll find SendLater in the extensions catalog. Before I start telling you about Stardock's Sound Packager, consider this warning. Overuse of cute sounds can be astonishingly annoying. Don't overdo it. That said, personalizing sounds not only makes the computer more distinctively yours, but it can also provide useful feedback from the computer. Sound Packager is available individually for $5 or as part of Stardock's $40 per year object desktop suite, which costs $30 a year for renewals and can be used on up to five computers. Microsoft does an acceptable job with sounds, but maybe you'd like a different sound. Maybe you prefer an older version of a sound. Maybe you'd like some task that doesn't have a sound to have one. Or perhaps you'd like a function that has a sound to be silent. Sound Packager can help. I have a lot of USB devices, and Windows makes a sound when they're recognized after being plugged in, but there is no sound when they're unplugged. We could waste a lot of time here by considering among ourselves why it is plugged in, but not plugged out, or maybe why it's not in plugged and then unplugged. Let's not do that. I wanted a more compelling sound for when a device was recognized, and I liked the sound that the Zen sound package offered. I didn't care for the disconnect sound, though, so I hijacked the Windows log-off sound. One of the other sound packages is also called Football. I could have used its connect and disconnect sounds, but they fit in the category of cute sounds that I warned about. You'd get tired of them after about two days. There are sounds for Windows functions as well as for speech recognition, Stardock's Multiplicity Utility if it's installed, File Explorer, and for other applications it recognizes as having sound events. CorelDRAW's VG Core, for example. Sound Packager comes with eight sound groups and dozens more, including ones for fans of Doctor Who, various obsolete Windows sets, and even Mac OS sounds are available for free download. Depending on how creative you feel like being, you can also create your own set of sounds, save it, or even share it. Sound Packager has a free 30-day trial, so you can give it a good test drive to see if you like your own sound set. There are a couple of advantages over the built-in Windows Control Panel sound applet. Possibly the most significant is the availability of dozens of sound groups. But it also makes the process of changing sounds far easier than directly doing it in Windows settings. To check out Sound Packager, visit the Stardock website. You'll find a link to it on the TechBiter Worldwide website. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide. 
I'm Bill Blinn. There's more on the website, techbiter.com, and if you have a question or a comment, use the contact link you'll find there. Stop by again next week for another session. Music